This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. The voices and opinions from this podcast do not represent the teams, the players, the organizations, or our very special guests work for. OIW Podcast Network broadly brings to you the mascot support group podcast with your hosts, Joseph, Charlie, and Irvin. Ladies and gentlemen, Mascot Nation, welcome back to the number one furriest and fuzziest podcast on the web. This is the Mascot Support Group Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, JMB, the Wizard of West Texas. And what magic is going on tonight in Texas as former dancer from your Dallas sidekicks and my family is making her debut tonight with the Dallas Stars and the Dallas Stars Ice Girls. So I wish you all the best, sis. Please make us proud. And, of course, introducing my co-host, Charlie from Florida. You got Irvin, North Carolina, Peyton, the mascot professor, Crystal from the coast. And now introducing our two special guests for this episode. First up, coming down from O-H-O-H. Cincinnati, Ohio, from the Cincinnati Reds. Dylan, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You're welcome on the podcast, Dylan. Thank you. And joining us from the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, he's a real-world traveler, Globy Joseph. What's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Joseph. Um, What's up? Welcome on the podcast. Good to be here, definitely. Yeah, All so, right, so, so we're going to kick this off with Mascot of the Week from Professor Peyton. Peyton, give us a sound. Howdy, y'all. I'm Professor Peyton, the Mascot Professor. And today's Mascot of the Week is Ricochet from the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders in Iowa. He was born in 1999 in Marion, Iowa. And he is famous for absolutely loving his fans and spreading joy and positivity and hugs to them all. And he lives at the stable. That's literally what they call his house. Get it? Because he's a horse. This segment's going to be shorter than normal because I honestly couldn't find that much information on today's mascot of the week. So I'm going to hand this over to a very special friend of mine, Crystal, for her segment, which we are doing first because she's apparently got some other things to do. So, Crystal, you're up. What's up, y'all? I'm coming to you live from Natchitoches, Louisiana, as I am on the road this week. So, Natchitoches, Louisiana, and the Hana Japanese Steakhouse and Sushi Bar. So, thank you for having me, Hana. Anyway, today on Mascot News, we are going to be covering two topics. First of all, we are going to be talking about Edgar and Alan have been revealed as the mascots taking over for Poe. We had kind of talked about this being a possibility when we went through our options. And in the end, turns out the team did make that decision. So uh, I guess we're all very smart. But we've got a little video. Uh, I believe, Charlie, we've got a little video to kind of show this from the Ravens marketing team. Or So, so while, I'm, while I put off, I have on cue right now. I'm going to make sure I have on screen share. This is coming from their Twitter account. 
um, the Ravens Twitter account, and it is Edgar and Allen's um, return on the field. So I want to make sure I have it on full. No, uh, come on, let's go. Let's this go. Is, this is live. And just just remember, this is their entrance right before they blew lead to Miami. So here's a moment when Edgar and Allen returned. So there's a quick little 10 second video. Um, Credit does go to the Ravens um, media team on their Twitter account. People like to give credit where credit is due. So Real quick, we're going to go around. We're going to say our opinions on that great moment. And do we think we're going to see them back next year? Even though I usually start the discussion with Crystal's mascot news segment, I think that since I usually do that, Charlie, you should go first this time. Oh, are you going to give my opinion on it? Yeah, you go first, Charlie. All right, I'm going to um, fix the camera to get everyone. So this is how I feel. Look at it. Great moment. You, you, you heard the pop um, from, from Ravens Nation. Um, and I hopefully they'll let them all stay together next year. And we'll, we'll officially get Edgar, Allen, and Poe going forward because um, three mascots are better than one. And in, in, in this episode, we are going to talk about that because our special guests have worked with um, organizations that do have multiple mascots. So the funny thing is we didn't bring that up in our pre-notes, but I just realized that. So one, three mascots is better than one. So Edgar Allen and Poe should stay together next season. I honestly, I'll share my thoughts now. I honestly did not expect this at all, to tell you all the truth. I mean, we saw, we watched on uh, one of our previous episodes of the podcast, you know, the Ravens going through these various Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Maryland area, you know, mascots. So I had thought that they were going to pick from one or two of, you know, those. So I was pretty blindsided by the news that they were bringing back Edgar and Allen. I can't, you know, I'm obviously happy. I'm glad they're doing that, that they're still being original, but I can just say I wasn't expecting it. But I do agree with Charlie that next year they should have all three mascots together again. All right, Joseph, let's get your thoughts now. Which, which one? Um, first of all, I just want to start off by saying you're welcome. I was right. I was the only one. Yes, Joseph, I was it. wrong. You were right. You were right. I was wrong. I was the only one who picked up on it. At the very end of that video, they said, you know, Takes they, more they talked one. about having two mascots. They talked about maybe two heads are better than one. And then they turn around, grab the phone, and it cut. So obviously you knew right there. Yeah, it's Edgar and Allen. And hey, even before that video, I said it was going to be Edgar and Allen. And I have a feeling Mr. Bromley Lowe has something to do with it. Bromley, you should come back on. Tell us the truth. And probably uh, would love yeah, to have next, you back on. Yes. Next season, I do predict that. So they did say that this is a one-year thing. 
and that they're just coming out of retirement for this season. That could change. Could it change, change. But it looks like we are going to get Poe back solo next year. But I think what they will do is that they will have one night only, all three of them together. So I think we will see all three of them together, but I think it'll be for one night only. And uh, speaking of that game, um, Charlie, I owe you an apology uh, on this week's pick segment. Um, I said there was no possible way that your Miami Dolphins were going to be able to beat the Buffalo Bills. And I am eating crow this uh, this week because somehow they got it done. Um, Tua Tonga Valoa, the win of his career, along with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill uh, doing their thing. You know, oh, actually, they did not have Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they, yeah, there was no Tyreek Hill this week. So Jalen Waddle stepped up as their big game wideout. So credit to you down there, Miami, my friend. But I'm going to just give you a spoiler that the magician is going to work his magic just a little bit. I'm going to give you just a little bit of history. It ain't going to last long. I'm sorry, but it, it's not going to last long, my friend. Buffalo is still <laughs> the favorite. They're still the number one team in the country, and they're still going to win the Super Bowl. So, Joseph, not slight correction. Wait, you should you know call what? the Bills Peyton's stepmom Bills because my stepmom is a Bills super fan. There's no bigger Bills fan than her. So next time you're referring to the Bills, call them Peyton's stepmom's Bills. So, but the thing is, Real quick before we finish, um, um, there was that one play in the game, and the Miami Dolphins have a lyrics in the fight song. It says, "We kicked the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen," and yes, the ball hit a Miami Dolphins player's butt. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, so that lyric goes perfect with that play. With that you better being thank said, your lucky stars that you won that game, or else you would have been the new New York Jets. Said the butt bumble, it would have been the butt kick. So let's get um Crystal's opinion on Edgar Allen and Poe going forward. So although I would love for them to stay as a trio, I do think that this will be short-lived. Um, we'll get them for this season, and like Joseph predicts. We will go a few games, maybe they'll do, you know, a little reunion for a little while, but I think they'll go back to, you know, they'll, you know, outro them as the season goes on. Um, it was, you know, it, was, it would be nice to have them around for a little bit, but I think ultimately the team will just stick with Poe. I would say um... – Joseph O'Dillon, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Well, on a personal note, um, I'd just like to remind everybody who the defending AFC champion is. Over here. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd like to remind you guys. Um, that being said, I think it would be awesome if they had three characters. Um, like Charlie said, more char the more characters, the merrier. Um, I know I come from a team that has four characters or used to work for a team that has four characters, but um, yeah, I mean, couldn't hurt. Also, j just a real quick, Joseph, before you go, uh, another reminder for you, Dylan, you lost to my Dallas Cowboys with a backup quarterback. So just, 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 just yeah. saying. 
for the record, the Bengals haven't been able to beat a backup quarterback in 10 years. So, <laughs> okay, Joseph, go ahead. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's interesting. Uh, uh, what happened with the Ravens? I, I think it was just really cool how they capitalized on what happened and, and, uh, used it as like marketing gold. And, and it really was, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of attention, a lot of people, uh, a lot of fans engage. Uh, that engagement is priceless, and uh, it's just it's awesome when the mascot really brings value to the organization. Because we're in this this like artistry, and how do you mix artistry with um, with corporate life? It, they're like two different worlds, and when they come together, it's such a beautiful thing, and I, and I really love that. So that's like. I, I live for those kind of moments. I mean, those are like amazing. And, uh, you know, guy gets, uh, you know, I'm sure the organization was like, Hey, this, this worked in our favor. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to open a lot of doors for like now. Um, you know, like what, what can we do with the mascots now that the mascots have this spotlight and, uh, now that there's this like narrative playing, um, I'm kind of interested to see what, where things go in the future for sure. It would be great for that momentum to continue and for other teams to maybe see the marketing gold that is a mascot, um, you know. So hopefully this is a good boost, although we, you know, we covered the bad part of it in our first segment about this. But um, I hope this is a boost and that more teams can recognize um, what a great resource the mascot is and has always been. Absolutely, Crystal. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, hot off the presses, just today, next topic on our mascot news is Washington Commanders have announced that they will be unveiling a brand new mascot January 1st. Will it be dog or will it be pig? The fans will decide. My personal opinion on this is there is already a pig in professional sports, and his name is Stormy. <laughs> but we would welcome another pig and there's lots of dogs so we could welcome another dog but uh we'll see what they end up deciding on january 1st should they have gone with a different animal or creature which is the uh seems to be the theme in the industry recently the, these kind of creatures that have no identifying characteristics they come from outer space um no they went with something traditional and I guess for the Washington team, that makes sense. And Charlie's got up a couple of graphics here uh, of potential. Isn't that the poll that they put up to vote for the mascot? Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's the poll. Can I go ahead and, and address this first? I was muted. Yeah, so... if you go first wait, wait, this time. Wait, 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 real quick before you do. What you're seeing for those who are watching on YouTube or any of the video versions is um, on their Instagram story, they, they sent a link. So this is the link for you to um, make your votes. Mm -hmm. And as you can tell, you have the pig or the, uh, or the dog. German and Shepherd. Asking, and they're asking you for the name or who you think they should be called. And some of the suggestions is boss, little <laughs> general, e easy, lieutenant, major, Winston, um, Tootie, I'm just going to say it. I voted for the German Shepherd and that he should be called Major. Oh, my God. 
I'll say so, German. I'll say German Shepherd, but a another name. Yeah, I would say. I think Major is a better name. So, um, I would yeah. go. For- I just want to start by saying my condolences to the two poor souls that are having to work inside the Washington Commanders organization. Uh, I wish you all the best, and I wish you nothing but success. And I hope you become some of the best mascots in the NFL, despite the situation that you're in. I personally, I think they should go with the pig because number one, FedEx field looks like a pigsty already. And two, your owner is a pig himself. So, you know, He's and, not and, that and, you know what? you're going to nail that on, on fan appreciation day. I'm surprised you're even going to have fans in the first place, considering that 95% of your, of your, fans inside FedEx Field are opposing fans, as evidenced this past week against the Eagles where he got absolutely crucified in that game. And pretty much 95% of opposing fans are going to be taking up your entire stadium for the foreseeable future until you change things. And, uh, I mean, what else needs to be said? I went to the website and I put my name, I put my email address, and I voted for the pig and I put the name as Property of the Dallas Cowboys because oh that's all you've been. Your fans are still your <laughs> the fans are still left. The loyals, which I'm surprised if there's any, they're still hanging on to the memories of John Riggins and Doug Williams in the Super Bowl. And heck, you're even hanging on to the dreams and the memories of RG3. How long ago was that? So Washington, you will never win anything in your entire life, you know. But I personally, I feel bad for your mascots. I feel bad. You two should come down here and sign with, with with Dallas. Trust me, Jerry Jones can give you a nice, hefty contract. I promise you. Uh, and, um, yeah, but I, I feel bad for your fans. I feel bad for Carson Wentz. Oh, okay, I don't feel bad for Carson Wentz. But, yeah, but you get the point. You guys will be some of the best mascots in the NFL. But, Washington, you suck. Joseph, I think you've got your Dan Schneiders mixed up because I don't think the owner of the Washington Redskins is – I mean, the Washington Commanders is a pig. The other Dan Schneider is the pig. Oh, we're not going to get to that. No, okay. we're, not we're not going, going to that. there, so. We're not going to that. Um, All right, moving on. That's off topic. But who moving. else wants to go? Anyone else? Uh, not really. Well, I mean, to, to finish my thoughts, though, on the Washington Commanders mascot, I'm glad that they're going with something traditional and something that looks good and would appeal to fans. And I think, again, that they should go with the German Shepherd. But I got to admit, that helmet they put on the pig looks really cool. All right. So I'm going to say, does Dylan or Joseph out of Chicago has anything that thoughts? I could go uh, either way. Know. Sorry, Joseph. No, you're good, my man. <laughs> Real quick, guys, go? I got to go and go eat dinner. So, hey, it was nice meeting you, Dylan and Joseph. And I had a good time doing my segment. Sayonara, y'all. Pleasure, Peyton. Take care, my man. <laughs> so let's go, Joseph from Chicago. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I don't know uh, too much about it, but... Uh, I think it's kind of cool that they're actually even uh, putting out there uh, for the fans to vote. I think that's, that's, you know, a really great way to get people involved uh, before even rolling it out. So it's actually, uh, I think that's a really cool marketing strategy. And, uh, and even with the name too, I mean, that's, uh, it's really fun and uh, just engaging. So that's, 
that's really cool. Me personally, if I had to pick, I would go with the pig just because I feel a pig is more uncommon. I, I feel like there's more dogs in the industry. So uh, I personally would like to see a pig. <laughs> yeah, kind of bouncing off what Joseph said, anytime you can get the fans involved, it's, it's never a bad thing for business. Um, and so that's what they're doing here with the voting and with letting them choose not only the character, but the name and then having another section to suggest a name. Um, you know, that's kind of what the, I remember the Reds did with Gapper years ago. So they had a naming contest and Gapper was what won. Um, don't ask me how, don't ask me why, but that was what won. And, um, yeah, I, I think I would go with the dog just because of the team name, the commanders. And like, I feel like that's kind of a more, I don't know, it, it fits better with that. And I, I, I'm not, I like the pig, um, but personally, I, I, I think the dog fits better with the brand. Charlie, um, one more thing. You know, uh, mascots have to be ready for anything and i know this news came out of nowhere but you know something else you got to be ready for oh my god silly string <laughs> oh really <laughs> uh right, hey that was a silly string fail because because of your backdrop we couldn't even see it so dang it you failed you failed Come on. <laughs> speaking of silly string we're gonna go down on a on with our next segment and this episode i'm back what was that back in the podcast back in the podcast come on oh come on come on (laughs) he gave me a fast one that uh, his photo is charlie from the blue socks so so that's why he did that. So, yeah. with that being said, uh, oh yeah, my boy Charlie, congrats! By the way, I know, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I know that I know they won their league, their league, the Prude St. Lucie Mets won their league. Yep. Um. Uh, now, now the the Bulls are heading to the the, the finals. They're in first place. So. Every team that's in um, um, minor league baseball pool, um, congratulations to all the champions of those respective leagues. And with that being said, um, you don't you don't get just one interview this episode. We have two interviews. Two for the price of one. Two for the price of one. And we promise you this is not going to be almost a three-hour-long episode like the last one. So, with that being said, like we said in the beginning of the intro, um, we have from the Chicago area, he is a traveling mascot performer, and he's also the, the, the director of fun um, with the Chicago Dogs. So we do have a minor league um, baseball mascot with us this evening. So we have Joseph, and yeah. he's with, also with the mascot Hall of Famer Globy 
um, okay. mascot program. So we're going to hear some great stories about that in just a few minutes. And of course, we have Dylan. a formal, former um, Major League Baseball mascot. And if I'm correct, he's still on air with, with a local country radio station that has a lot of history for him and his family. So we have we have Dylan. So we're gonna kick this off on this this fun segment. Just to ask you guys both, how did you guys get bit by the mascot bug? How what what made you fall in love being, about being a mascot? Or what got you in an entertainment field? Whatever one came first and let's go with um mascot hall of famer. Loby and Joseph. Yeah. Gosh, how I got started. Um, it actually took place years ago. Um, growing up in the Chicago, Chicagoland area, uh, I actually got my start in dance, specifically break dancing and, and b-boying. So uh, that's kind of my background and kind of like the, the spice that I bring uh, to my mascot um, personality. Uh, I break dance. I'm a b-boy and I've been doing that uh, 17 years now come December. Um, and so for, for a long time, uh, that was what I did in inner city Chicago. And I had an uncle who always told me like, hey kid, stick to the books. Like, you know, this dance thing's cool, but it's not going to lead to anything. Like you want to get a real job when you get older. And, uh, and I'm not going to say, like, I really fought that. I was like, yeah, he's probably right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when I went to university, I, I went to the University of Oregon and uh, tried out for uh, the mascot. And, uh, yeah, actually, the first time I, I, I tried out, I didn't get it. And then the uh, second time I tried out and, and I got it. And so I, I was the duck uh, for the University of Oregon Ducks. And, um that way, that was really what opened the door into mascotting, uh, because I was one of uh, collegiates, one of the one of the most recognized mascots in the collegiate world, and uh, we went to the national championship uh, the year that I was with them. Didn't win, which was uh, disheartening. But uh, that was that was how I got my start uh, in the industry. Wait, I think you just broke um, the rules of the West Texas. Yes, you were just, the like, dog. Wait, wait. Wow. The cousin of Donna Duck. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. That's amazing. That's a that's an amazing program right there. Yeah. Oh, awesome program. Yeah. We and we were fortunate, you know, uh we our mascot in in the cartoon form looks like Donald the Duck because in the 40s, our president, the president of the university had a direct relationship with Walt Disney. And uh they they sealed the deal with a handshake and uh disney hates us for it because walt himself shook and said yeah you guys can use the image of donald duck and uh we're the only university we're actually the only mascot that's allowed in disney world um and and in the disney uh amusement parks um oh. when we were we we had a championship we were in the rose bowl against florida state <laughs> And when we won, oh. we, we were the only universe. We were the only mascot that was allowed in Disney World, and it was fucking awesome. Dang, you yeah. were that duck! Wow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a fun was one. Slaughter. That must, that must be. Yeah, that's a great program. And uh, 
a cool mascot as well. Uh, super fun. Yeah. So that was, that was really what got my like launch in the community. Um, and then I actually did, as I did the duck, I did minor league baseball out there as well with the Eugene Emeralds. Um, and I actually have a championship uh, ring with them. So that was, that was kind of fun. Um, I've been in minor league baseball now for like eight years. It's kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That is like, I love minor league baseball. It's so fun. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Irving cannot say which team he is with um, because of the NDA. Mm-hmm. So, and he just finished his first minor league baseball season. Yeah. So, and he's not in, and he's about to come, ugh, graduate <laughs> college this year, class of 23. Yeah. So, so now he's looking for these colleges to go to. So, and he named a few good ones that he, he's been telling us in the, in previous episodes or just in our talks, and you're saying like Coastal Carolina, um, Florida Gulf Coast. I think uh, one of um, when I finally make a decision, I'm gonna make we're gonna make uh, an episode, and I'm gonna finally unveil where I'm going. I think um, East Carolina was another one that he um, said. I think I want to go there. I think I know uh, where you're going, and I think you're lying to us. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think I know exactly where you're going, but what do you um, think? Of- that, that you know, that that's gonna be another episode for another that's- night when we have yep. an episode called Senior Night. Yep. Where it's gonna be just like um the um the NCAA College Sign National Signing Day, and we're Charlie. gonna have we have Irving say like I'm going to Charlie. You know who I think it is. <laughs> I think it's Ramsey. North Carolina? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, man, I, I love that program. They got a great mascot program. So hopefully, uh, hopefully someday Charlie decides to do like an episode with all the college mascots. And then that's when, you know. <laughs> I am working on that one. As great. It, I, I cannot say who I said okay to come on. But he is a national champion um, mascot program. Ooh. Of. So. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Teaser for when that comes. But okay. Well, now we need um, to focus. We, 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 we got the start from about um, Joseph. Yep. Let's hear how Dylan got his um bit in the entertainment field because i have a feeling that your on-air radio personality came before the mascotting yeah so um it's kind of a bit of both um as far as mascotting goes if you want to go way back uh first time i ever stepped in a costume i was uh nine years old i was curious george at the book fair um (laughs) (laughs) They just needed someone to put in on the suit and it had to be a kid. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And never in a million years would have thought, you know, 25 years later, I'd still be doing it. But um, here we are. Um, 
yeah so that was the first time i ever put on a suit um and then i was also for a summer i was buster who at the time was the mascot for the now defunct cincinnati mighty ducks they were the ahl affiliate of um the anaheim mighty ducks at the time so a lot of the players you know are that you saw on the anaheim ducks in the late 2000s early 2010s like the ryan getzlaffs and the bobby ryans uh john sebastian jaguer all them they came through cincinnati before they went on to anaheim um same with mike babcock who went on to become the red wings and maple leafs head coach um yeah, so, but before that, um, my mom and dad had a big impact on my desire to be in entertainment. Um, they actually have a, uh, they met working at a radio station together in the late 70s. Uh, they got married in 85. They had me in 88. And then in, I want to say 93, they, uh, the station my dad was working at, my mom jumped over to that station and they started doing a show called Married with Microphones, which they still do today. Um, they've been known in the Cincinnati area for a long time. And that kind of made me want to get into that entertainment side of doing radio and, and so on and so forth. And uh, I wanted to do sports radio. Um, that didn't really pan out. And that's okay. I, I currently work at, uh, like Charlie said earlier, uh, a country radio station here in Cincinnati called B105. Um, just part-time, usually on the weekends every so often. And um, I, I enjoy it because it allows me to get my fix um, as far as the entertainment side now that I've stepped away from mascotting. Um, so now that I've told you the end, we're going to Tarantino this and we're going to go back to the beginning. Um, so what happened with the Reds was I was 18 years old. I was a freshman at the University of Cincinnati. Someone told me about the Reds rally pack, the promotions team for the Reds and how they were having auditions. And I decided to give it a shot. I was kind of a shy, awkward kid, um, but it kind of helped me break out of my shell. I made the team and I thought, you know what, this will be fun to do during the summer for the next four years um, while I'm going through college. And then in 2010, right after I graduated, the Reds made the playoffs to everyone's surprise. And I was like, I kind of want to be a part of whatever this is, whatever's about to happen. So I stuck around. And in 2012, uh, the guy who wound up becoming my boss said they were looking for some people to fill in as a mascot. And I said, yeah, I have a little bit of mascot experience. I'll be happy to fill in you know, make a few extra bucks. And then, so 2012, 2013, I did that along with being on the rally pack. And then before the 2014 season, um, one of our performers left and they offered me the job to be Mr. Red. So I was Mr. Red 2014 and 2015. And then in 2016, I was, I don't want to say promoted, but um, Mr. Red Legs, that character became open. So they moved me from Mr. Red to Mr. Red Legs which has some more prominence because the character is on the, on the sleeve of the Jersey and they have a hat with the character. And um, so, yeah, a little more um, responsibility with that character. 
Um, so they had me move into that and I was Mr. Red Lakes from 2016 until 2020. Um, and then after the COVID season, it was just kind of at a point where I was like, you know what, I, we don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic. Um, there were so many questions about it at the time. And I just felt it was in my best interest to move on to something else. So um, now I work in corporate America and I have a chair and air conditioning and I love it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but the mascot, you know, mascot life has treated me well. And, um, you know, getting into that entertainment side, like, like I said, with the radio gig, I still get my fix with it. So, um, yeah, every, it all wins. It's a, a win all around. Yeah, like the thing is, I, I, I've said it on this podcast that I am at that phase. Like, you know what? If I suit up again, awesome. If I don't, that's fine. Like, I'm at peace with myself now. If you ask me that like five years ago, I'd be like, no, I want to I get back to this. I want to do this. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. I'm crying two times a year because. I, I feel depressed because I miss suiting up, but I realized, you know what? I've created something now that's going to help the future. That's going to help um, rookies and like with this mascot support group and now the podcast. I'm like, you know what? This is, I say again, this is my gift to the mascot community because back in 06, 07, we didn't have social media, really. There's no Facebook groups. There were no, um, that's, um, buddy buddies, really. It was like, if you're a pro, you're a pro, and that's all you knew. You got that inner, that, 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 that inner circle. And it's very, very hard to break into that inner circle if you're not a pro mascot. But now, thanks to Lance Street, thanks to his, um, Thanks to mascot you. Thanks to his zoom his zooms call his zoom calls he did during the pandemic. That door opened up for so many mobile farmers. That like I said, I finally I got to meet Joseph, and over this summer we finally met in person. No cameras, no computer, and we had that moment. I was like, you know what? It's finally great to meet you in person and there's no screen in front of us. And and just let you know, I told you this before, my ne- my nephew had a blast. He cannot wait for next year when the Club Trotters come back. So and my and my older nephew wants to go now. So yeah, yeah like it's gonna yeah. be whenever they come back, it's gonna be so much fun. I'm glad that he got bit by the um cloaked waters bug like I did when I was young. I think we've all got bit by by their show. I love their shows. So with that Definitely. being said, I'll I'm trying to figure out, do we want to go to your minor league first with the Chicago Dogs, or do you want to talk about um what it's like being a traveling mascot? one of the most recognizable um, mascots out there because I, I'm going to have a segue leading up follow-up because I, I do want to get your opinion on the banana bananas because how, how they became the Harlem Globetrotters. So 
Oh I think my. we should start off with your um Chicago dog dog times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and I'll, and I'll note too. I actually do a third mascot here in town. Um, I do a corporate mascot. I do. Uh, there's a there's a grocery chain here in Chicago called. Oh yeah, Jewel Jojo. Osco. Yeah, I do. I do Jojo um, as well for Julasco, which is fun because I, I think it's actually kind of cool to uh, dive into um, kind of like the corporate world. I mean, they're not a sports team. Like typically mascots represent a lot of sports teams, but uh, there are a lot of businesses that have mascots too. And it actually helps to kind of diversify like the portfolio or like diversify like uh, our repertoire of like organizations that we represent. So uh, that's, that's actually been really interesting too. Uh, and as well, I mean, I got to meet like the mayor of Chicago. I got to meet like a couple celebs in the um, Chicago area. My chance, the rapper. Um, Wow. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of cool. I mean, one of the benefits of of being uh, a mascot and just being like, you know, you meet a lot of high profile people behind the scenes and uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. Um, So segueing into Chicago dogs, uh, it's just cool because it's, it's a brand new team. I mean, we built the state, the team was built like five years ago and a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, stadium it's like a $63 million stadium, like right next to O'Hare, one of the biggest airports in the country. It's like a, it's like a little Las Vegas in there. Um, so like really awesome. If you guys are ever in Chicago, please stop by, check it out. It's really awesome time. Great baseball, uh, great part of the city. Um, yeah. And so it's cool too. Cause, uh, so we have, uh, we have, we have three mascots and I, I do two of the three. Um, but the main two, you have ketchup, and squeeze which is like mustard and so uh, i do catch up uh doing the bad guy i kind of i kind of like playing villainous role uh one because it's just fun to get into mischief and mayhem and two um it's expected and uh and there's less responsibility and i, I get more free reign so um and, and i think that's something that i would personally like to see in the mascot industry is like, you know, you have this like good versus evil, like to have like a, the evil or bad guy mascot. Uh, I've had so much fun with it and I've, and I've seen a lot of success with it and uh, definitely something I, I hope to see uh, more in the industry. I think it's just, it's just fun and, and storytelling and, and the narrative of whatever brand you're working with. Um, yeah. Any, any questions on, uh, that minor league it's been it's been a fun time uh great team i've been there all five years so yeah they're a lot of fun yeah and then uh yeah yeah so that's that and then uh transitioning uh globetrotters are... yeah good i said i'm really good yeah. friends squeeze squeeze is a really good performer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah which uh you talk to aaron or chris yeah chris Chris, yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, him and I have worked a lot together. Um, yeah, I, I helped. I helped, actually helped bring him in. Uh, he was our backup for a while, and I was, they were like, organizations always trying to find performers as, as organizations do. And uh, I was like, Chris, dude, like you should take this. <laughs> so uh, he took it and ran with it. So yeah, he's he's been doing pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, transitioning, uh, globetrotters, 
that's just a fun one. Uh, honestly, that that one kind of rocked my world, and that was just, uh, you know, for, for and for kind of the crazy thing, at least in my own story, um, when I started, I mean, I kind of started with like one of one of my biggest characters off the bat. I mean, a lot of times we kind of like work our way up the ladder. Yeah. And uh, I kind of started at like the top of the ladder. And like, here I am with this big organization, one of the most recognized mascots um, out the gate. And, and I like, I made a lot of mistakes that like, you know, were kind of rookie mistakes. And, uh, and, you know, it was kind of interesting for me. And now I feel like I'm a seasoned performer. Um, but I was always scared of like living in the shadow of like, oh, I'll never get a character bigger than like, you know, my first character, like the duck. And so for me, uh, the Globetrotters was kind of a, a, a breath of fresh air. Like, wow, like I finally, like I went pro. Like it was just a cool feeling. You know, it's kind of like every everybody kind of hopes to go pro one day. And that was just like, holy shit, I got my big fucking break. And, mm -hmm. uh, and to travel the world. I mean, I've seen 20 plus states and I've been to uh, four plus countries um so it's just like i mean I, like over the pandemic like i was in i was in the uk like i was in england you know mascotting like it's like i never in my wildest dreams would have thought that like you know i'd be a professional clown and like paid to do it like you know overseas at that i mean it was just uh it was amazing and i've met so many different people so many different i mean we're in every different arena um I've, I've been in like six different NBA arenas, uh, the Wells Fargo Center, uh, State Farm Arena, um, the Amway Center. Uh, what was it? Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible uh, getting to link. I mean, I, I met Charlie because we were past, we did a tour through Florida, you know, I mean, it was the, the opportunities uh, to travel. I mean, traveling just. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very yeah. worthwhile endeavor and um yeah yeah definitely. you did three, three cities in florida in three days pretty much if i remember oh, yeah. it was like Orlando, carolina let me know man because i, I want to i really want to go again i haven't been i haven't been to a globe charters game in a while i haven't yeah. been to, to be honest the last time was when i first met globy so yeah oh nice oh, yeah yeah, we, we do uh we do a domestic tour every year. So yeah, keep an eye out for sure. Yeah, I know you guys come to like Fayetteville, Raleigh. Well, I live in Fayetteville, but I know you guys go to like Raleigh and Charlotte and stuff like that. So yeah. maybe Yeah, we were, we were we were just in Charlotte uh for Easter. Yeah. Uh, I was actually oh. on that tour. Oh, sick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, I, I was just in your area. No, no, Dylan. I think it's crazy that we both started the same exact way uh, with mascots. Um, I was also a character for a book fair. I was uh, I was Geronimo Stilton uh, at my uh, former middle school, um, and of course, I made my way through the corporate field with Chuck E. Cheese, and eventually, you know making my debut in the sports world this year in February with the Dallas sidekicks. And then uh, something else happened that I can't talk about here on the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite the wild ride. And then um, 
Joseph, man. I mean, Oregon Duck. Wow. I mean, that is an, a complete honor to be one of the best college mascots uh, out there. And, um, yeah, so I'm actually thinking about trying out for a minor league uh, baseball team. Uh, you know, how are usually those uh, – how do they usually work out? Are those usually um, long-term? You know, do those guys usually uh, last long? Yeah, I mean, the organizations are always just looking for someone who's, you know, who just fits the bill, someone who can come in, high energy, you know, very interactive. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just looking for a good performer, but they're also looking for someone who's professional, who – uh, follows up, shows up on time. I mean, definitely like half the battle is just showing up and showing up on time. That's a big one. I mean, there's a lot of organizations where like, you know, they want the most talented person, but they also want someone who's consistent and reliable. Um, you know, just check all the boxes, make sure that, you know, you can do stuff. Uh, I recommend, you know, me personally, I think it's huge and essential that people work out and people are like physically active. Like, yes, be a, like an amazing character, be charismatic, but uh, you know, we're athletes. I, I see this as a very athletic thing. And uh, I recommend, um, you know, get to the gym. And when, you, when you're working with these organizations, um, something that I actually learned from Dave Raymond, uh, negotiate, I mean, negotiate your contract. And uh, I think everybody, it's in everybody's right to, to negotiate like a gym membership or some sort of coaching or some sort of access to facilities. Uh, and that actually helps you because sometimes you get to like engage with the players. Like with my minor league team, I negotiated in my contract to get a, a, gym, a gym membership. And they're like, oh, we already do that for the players. Yeah, we'll just throw you on the roster. And then as I'm going to the gym, I'm rubbing elbows with the players and I'm actually developing more relationships. And uh, that's, that's a big one that I throw out to a lot of people. Um, kind of get familiar with gym life and like make it a part of like what you do in mascotting. I think that that one actually added a lot more value um, and, and not, a, not everybody's doing it. So uh, that's, that's definitely a big tip that I, I, I like to give. Yeah, I'm going to say, I know, like, it, 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 um, conditioning is very important when it comes to mascotting, performing, it's in general. And if you listen to the uh, episode of, of Magic in the Air, and we had Chase on, a.k.a. Um, Swish of the Lakeland Magic, he's a personal trainer. Uh, he... And if you follow his Instagram, go, go to that episode, you get the link. His fitness one. He posted some stuff of his trip in California at Muscle Beach. I'm like, wow, what a workout. So, yes, that gym life, yes, an important. And I know it may look like I'm doing like a cheap little plug if you look at my screen. But it's just a coincidence that's the screen I'm using right now talking about it. Health yeah. and fitness, but yeah, gym life is important. Fitness, on um, finding finding your groove, finding that workout that you're gonna like to do. Get your um three days of cardio, two days of weights, and yeah, 
and fi find some that, that likes to work, that wants to work out, be workout buddies, put on your headphones and just go to town and do what you need to do. Because I know, like I said, Joseph, you, you said you're a break dancer. Break dancing takes a lot of cur muscle. So. And, and, and too, I, I recommend it as well because honestly, my, my number one motivation to go to the gym is all those things. But number one is injury prevention because if you get injured, that's it. You're, you know, you're, you're done and they'll replace you. And, uh, and especially at a professional level or like at, at a major league level. Um, I mean, we just saw it, you know, we, we were just discussing it. Uh, it sucks getting injured. I mean, and some organizations you get insurance, you, you have health insurance, but not, not every organization does that. You know, if you're 1099, you're fucked. Like you're out of the job and, and you're left to pay the bill. Um, so that's you know, another one. I mean, hopefully people are doing like W2 or W9, um, you know, and that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but my number one motivation to go to the gym and especially, I mean, as we get older, like I'm, I'm in my thirties. So for me, it's important, you know, for my health and for like, for the sake of longevity, you know, as I, as I get older, um, I hope to do this and to just have a good quality of life. Um, but you know, avoiding injuries, you know, when you get injured, it's miserable. And I've been in suit where I'm hurting and it like sucks. And I like, I'm doing enough to just get through. And then I like, I'm done. I'm like dying. Um, it sucks. And like, no one should have to go through that. So do it early, create good habits. <laughs> Definitely awesome. a huge, huge piece of advice. Yeah. Also, you, you mentioned rubbing elbows with the players and building those relationships. Let's talk about relationships because, um, you know, I, I've asked this uh, question to other mascots that have appeared on the show before. Um, so this is a question to both of you, both Dylan and Joseph. How important is it to build relationships within your organization, whether that is with, you know, the players, the coaches, the general managers, you know, if a team has dancers or cheerleaders or, you know, just, uh, you know, spirit teams, how important is that to a mascot success? I think it's extremely important. Um, you know, you're going to, as Joseph said, you're going to rub elbows with these people, at least in baseball, I, I can only speak from a baseball experience, um, almost daily, um, especially during the summer. There's those long, hot days. Um, you know, you're, you're going to see these same people over and over and over again, front office people, um, colleagues, players, opposing players. Um, you know, you want to have a good rapport with, with all of them. Um, some of them might not be as receptive to it and that's okay. That's not on you. That's, you know, that's just kind of like, all right, well, they don't really want to be messed with or not mess with necessarily, but interact with the mascot and that's fine. Um, so then it's kind of become like we're business associates um, more or less, but building those relationships is very important. Um, making sure that the people who are, you know, essentially booking you for events outside events and, and scheduling all that for you and making sure that you're um, you have all the information that you need, making sure that you guys are on the same playing field, no pun intended 
that's that's a big part of it um so yeah make sure you build those relationships with people and not only that you know if you're like say you are a minor league mascot or even if you are a major league mascot but you're looking to maybe branch out elsewhere there's so many people that i worked with at the reds that have gone on to work for other teams you want to have good rapport with them when they go to these other teams so that way if they are looking for a performer you have an in you know someone who works for this organization. Um, you have somebody that you can go to. You have a reference for your resume. It's it's very important to to build those relationships and um, you know keep those bridges intact. Um, yeah, Joseph. No, totally. I, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, and especially like you know, as you stay, like, as you build longevity, as you build time, um, yeah, just networking with everybody, um, networking with concession, with security, front office, players, coaches, uh, everybody. I mean, you never know who's where and, uh, who knows, you know, I, I was hanging out with security one day and, um, you know, they're like, Oh, we know the, you know, the head, blah, 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 over at uh, White Sox and Chicago Cubs. And uh, one of our directors like worked with, uh, you know, our D league basketball team. And um, yeah, no, that's, that's a really good one. Um, and uh, I, you know, I made a point for myself to like start going into the players locker room um, to meet, you know, hang out with the coaches, hang out with the players and, you know, and then as you build chemistry, that chemistry is like, you know, it's, it's a lot more natural. Like when you see them in suit, and, uh, and, and you see, you know, you see everybody and they're like, Oh, they, they feel cool. Cause they're like, Oh, I know who's in suit. Oh, that's, you know, that's Joseph. Like, uh, like, and, and I'm able to like, and then because you have chemistry with them, you know, onlookers are like, Whoa, like they know the mascot or like it creates this cool aura. Um, yeah. So it's just like, it's like this cool compounding effect. Um, but networking, I mean, we're, we're in the corporate world. And so like networking is really everything and, and people who hope to like level up and, and honestly too, I've seen this so many times people who get hired, get hired, not because of their resume, but because they know someone who's like in the hiring process. I mean, that's literally how I got globe trotters. Like I rubbed elbows with Zoli and like a month later, Zoli is like, Hey, we need a mascot. You down? Like, like most of my gigs, like even Chicago Ducks, uh, I met Kelly, what the hell Kelly is her last name? I don't know. Kelly Frank. Yeah, Kelly Frank. Yeah, I met Kelly Frank and she's like, oh, like we need a mascot. Like you down? Like I happen to have the duck underneath me and that was enough validity to, you know, pick me up. I mean, it's not so much like, it, it's not so much your resume, but who you know. I mean, that's just everything. So yeah, no, going back to Dylan, that's a huge one. Yeah, I feel like it's not very – there's not much difference between what we just talked about as far as the mascots and just the real world in general. Like, the more you network, the you know, the better your chances are of getting – it's not what you know, it's who you know, just like you said. It is like – and the thing is, for those that are not in the Facebook groups, there is, of course, the mascot support group paid for performers and entertainers. But there's also one from Grand Three because mascot masterminds, and yeah. and he just 
um, um, Glenn Street just shared in the group that one of the attendees of Mascot U just got picked up to be part of the Calgary Flames mascot program. And of course, it's not, yes, I, I, I do not want to say this guy's not a good performer. I bet he is a great performer. Like, I'm not knocking anything down at all, making that perfectly clear. But of course, like, if, if you're having someone like Glenn Street um, backing you up, you you know you have something good, and yeah. and definitely saying you know what I attended mascot you. Um, I I I've been in the same room with. What I'm saying I haven't, but I'm just saying like these people that do attend these mascot U's. I've been in the same room with um Bella Knox. I've been in the same room with um David Raymond. Uh, Robert Bodwin, of course, Glenn, Glenn Street. Um, they've had so many. Uh, or Curtis, that used to be with the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Gorilla Bob, last name wrong. I apologize. I'm going to attempt it. Um, that's Hotlock. I'm saying, like, where else do you have the opportunity? And you never know where it's going to land. Land, because a a NH like so far I know of that's two people that attended that conference that end up getting a job in the NHL. So, yeah. and it's networking, and that's one of the biggest keys of any any job. Mascotting. If you're an accountant, if you're a secretary somewhere, if you're a CEO of I don't know, some some small box company, and you want to make your way up to a big box company, it's it's who you know and those are relationships, and this is not a paid sponsorship. LinkedIn. If you need to make those connections, make a LinkedIn account. That is a professional social media page. That's that's a that's almost like Facebook, but for professionals. So, yeah, once again, that is not, that is not a paid advertisement. We're not sponsored by them. So LinkedIn, if you, um, we are looking for sponsors. Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna even add to that kind of kind of uh even like a future past networking. I mean you look at some of these older guys who've who've retired. Uh Robert Baldwin, you know, now does real estate and he kind of leverages, you know, he he did his like off mascots and his like private stuff, and now he's transitioning into a whole nother career, but he uses that as like validity. Um, like, Hey guys, like, you know, you might've seen me doing this, like, you know, buy your home with me. And now he's selling homes and he's closing deals, making good money. Uh, Ra uh, Dave Raymond is now a motivational speaker, you know, speaking, uh, and working with organizations again, 
I mean, he's, you know, he's transitioned out of the mascot world, but now he's, he's in a professional field. And I mean, our, the really cool thing about being a mascot is like, it's a great conversational starter and it's just, it gives you this like awesome validity, um, you know, that you can, you can rock uh, and use in other industries. I mean, I, outside of mascotting, I'm in Airbnb and I do uh, solar and I actually have right by the um, mascot hall of fame. I, I have an Airbnb. And so kind of like, you know, I'm networking with them and, you know, they need places to stay sometimes, you know, when guests come in from out of town. So it's like, how can you leverage this? You know, it's, uh, and especially being performers, you know, uh, we don't make, you know, amazing money. And even, even me with, the Globetrotters and even, you know, uh, some of these people who go pro, I mean, your first couple of years you're making on salary, what 40, 50 K. It's not great. It's like, how do you leverage this, you know, then some, and uh, you know, sometimes it's like, how do you leverage it, you know, in other industries? So, you know, it's kind of just interesting, like how that branches out, like, you know, as you network and as you like get into, you know, as you like diversify, um, and I'm sure, I'm sure Dylan could probably relate, you know, as he's in, uh, I, I, you know, and I'm just hearing your story now, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you're in radio and, uh, other different avenues. I mean, every, a lot of mascots, you know, it's, you can make it in mascotting alone, but you almost have to be like versed in, in other areas. And it's cool too, because then you bring those areas back into mascotting and that's what makes it, you know, come together. And especially if you have money, you know you're not worried on, on finances and, and getting a paycheck because you can now enjoy doing it for the love of it, not because you need a paycheck. Dylan, you, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, we were talking about uh, minor league mascots, but I was wondering, you know, can you give us your perspective on being a major league mascot? Yeah, um... You know, it, it's, 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 I will say as far as, I will say as far as major league baseball mascot, that is, it's a grueling schedule. Um, and same goes for minor league baseball too. I mean, it is, it's a grueling schedule. Um, you know, on a, in a normal year, I was working 81 home games and probably around 250 events. Um, so it's a, it's a long season. Um, but you know, like, like Joseph was saying, you make those connections, you get to kind of know the players and you get to do a lot of really cool things that I, I never thought I was going to ever get to do when I started with the Reds. Um, you know, I got to, I got to go be on good morning America. I got to work games with the Boston Red Sox and the Texas Rangers. I got to work the 2019 Mexico series. Um, and you know, work a lot of events here in Cincinnati. Uh, we hosted the all-star game in 2015. Um, you know, we got to do a lot of really amazing things. And not only that, but when you work with other performers alongside you, you guys can kind of come up with, you know, group skits or, you know, anything like that. And we kind of had free reign. Um, it was just kind of like we could do what we wanted as long as, you know, it was within reason. Nobody's going to get offended. Um, it's not going to go viral for the wrong reasons, you know, anything like that. Um, we just kind of got to have fun with it and build our own props and make our own skits and 
and kind of go crazy with it. But, um, you know, base, there's baseball in other cities, but baseball in Cincinnati is a, is a big deal. Whether the team is good or not, um, baseball fans in Cincinnati, are, they seem like a different breed. Um, and because baseball is just so important to these people here. Um, and I'm, I'm a Cincinnati native, so I, you know, I fall in that, in that category. You know, a lot of the people, a lot of the Reds fans grew up with, you know, the, the big red machine with, you know, Johnny Bench and Joe Morgan and Pete Rose and Tony Perez and, you know, those uh, championship teams, or they grew up in the nineties with Barry Larkin and um, Reggie Sanders and Ken Griffey Jr. Um, you know, so it's, it's a big deal to them. And, you know, opening day is a huge deal. Uh, it's, it's a special place when it comes to working in major league baseball. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I'll say I'm blessed that I got to spend as long as I did with the major league baseball team, but especially with the, the Cincinnati Reds and because they're my hometown team. So um, very fortunate in that aspect. All right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, I know all about creating those relationships within the team. And, you know, of course, on the podcast, I've talked about before my relationships with some of the players and with some of, the, of course, my big sisters, the Dallas Psychic Stancers. That's what I call them because they're legitimately like sisters to me because um, they help bring so much confidence to me uh, in my character. Um, but I want to talk about some of my relationships with the posing teams sometimes that's just as important and, and there was one in particular that i will never forget uh and that was the kansas city comments uh, of course i've talked about my buddy comet before if you're listening brother i love you um can't wait to see you in december when we open um but uh i remember we had a home playoff game it's the first time we made the playoffs in 10 years and the Kansas City Comets were visiting us. And, uh, of course, it's a two-game series. So we start out here in Dallas. And then next game, next game we would go to Kansas City, where we would, unfortunately, ultimately lose. Um, but um, before the game, I was in the tunnels, you know, doing my warm-ups and things like that. And, and I, I was in costume. Um, and the players, of course, they're they doing their warm-ups. Uh, and then as I'm walking by... Uh, one of the players kicks the ball over to me and he says, and he, you know, gives me a little nod, kick the ball over, basically start playing around with them, you know, I, and I took the ball, put it in my pouch, tried to run away with it. And I kicked the ball back. Uh, and then there was another player. Uh, I'll never forget him. His name is Leo Gibson. Leo Gibson's probably one of the best players in the league that I've seen. And um, he was, he he was a gentleman. You know, I, I introduced myself to him after the game. Um, he was a gentleman. Uh, and, you know, uh, and I'm very surprised that, you know, that Leo talked to me after the game because there was some heat with the two teams because obviously there's a lot of emotions that go into it, you know, being a playoff game. So they tried they, – they probably had to separate the two teams. So, like, you know, of course, my um, – one of my front office people, they, they were there, you know, trying to, uh, you know, say, you know, kind of, you know, get back, you know, they're, you know, just trying to keep them separate. Um, but Leo, um, you know, he showed a, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of maturity and, um, you know, talking to him, he, he was a, he was a gentleman. So uh, I will always, uh, even though sidekicks are 
my heart. They are my family. Um, and they will win the cup this year. I don't care what anyone says. They will win the cup after 10 years of, you know, rebuilding. The rebuild is complete. This year is all about cups. Um, and, uh, but I will always have a soft spot in my heart for the Kansas city comments. And I can't uh, thank them enough. And of course the opposing fans as well. They're a lot of fun as well. Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee has some of the greatest fans uh, that I've seen, especially when it comes to traveling fans, they're probably some of the best I've ever seen. Um, you know, I, I loved messing with them and uh, they were a lot of fun. They're good sports about it. And uh, yeah, it, it's just a whole lot of fun when it comes to that. And uh Relationships are just important. Um, Charlie, do you uh, do you have any other questions? I'm just thinking of, um, like I said, um, like someone teased it earlier. We all know the hottest, newest touring act. Sorry, my camera's off. One of the hottest and newest touring acts. Ah, uh, that's the Banana Bananas. So, what do you guys feel? Because, like I said, Dylan, you, you're a baseball mascot. Joseph, you are a baseball mascot. So, how do you feel that they were, that how they changing the game? Kind of like, 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 like how the Harlem Clothes did. And, do you think you may see some of that stuff in the major league or minor league baseball? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of see it as like, a, you know, it's more entertainment than it is like competition or like, you know, sports, um, you know, especially with Globetrotters, it's basically like, WWE basketball, like it's a whole scripted <laughs> show, like beginning to end. And uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's cool because the level of entertainment, I always find it to be like way higher. It's like super engaging, and, and like not that sports isn't engaging. It's you know, I I, I love stuff. Granny, I love Granny. Like, oh I yeah, have. that was one of my favorite sticks they've done for decades, and it's still always funny as hell. Oh, what totally. Do you what do you no, mean, it's Sonny. I got you. And just like this goal was like, remove the walker and just <laughs> put them in their place. Yeah. No, the level of comedy. I mean, they and they hire, you know, at least with the Globetrotters, I mean, we hire writers to come in and like, you know, produce these hilarious scripts. So the cool thing is like, now you can kind of orchestrate a whole you know, a whole experience. Like you can really like do something that's family friendly. And, and, and the majority of the fans, at least minor league wise, like it's, it's like 80% families, you know, maybe some business people in the suites. Um, and, but even then, you know, majority of the times it's, it's a lot of families. And so catering to, you know, knowing your demographic of people, um, you know, not everybody's a sports fan. You know, sometimes people are just there because of other people and and just because of entertainment. And so when you delve more into like a, a more entertainment heavy atmosphere um, and everything's scripted, you know, that's the main thing because 
sports, it's just like, you know, it's more competition based, but if you have like, if you can script everything, you can do some hilarious things. And it's easy because you're doing like, you know, almost the same thing every time, you know, it's easy for us as globetrotters because we're doing the same show in front of a different audience every night. So we can do the same thing and just like repeat it. And like one, we get to really master our craft, which, you know, same thing, Savannah bananas. I mean, um, they get to, they get to really practice what they do and it's just hilarious. Um, but that's, you know, kind of the, the secret magic sauce to that. So, yeah, the thing yeah. is, they, they were in a league. Um, yeah. The thing is that they won their league. And Irving did say and who he mascotted for his, his, his independent team, and that's who they played. So, so the uh, Winston Tops played the, the Banana Bananas in the championship game. I feel like that was a little disadvantage how the bananas got so popular within a year that, that I feel like that they shouldn't have been in a league once they got that fame, that ESPN documentary. There, um, they started once they started towing those six cities. That's when I feel like I'm, I don't want people to think I'm trying to be like it's so so loser that Irving did not get his championship ring. Um, but I feel like once they announced that they that they created the, the banana party animals, I feel like that's when they should have left the, the league that they were in, so they could able to focus on what's to come. Because on my birthday, they're announcing their their 2023 schedule of shows. So that's just my two cents on it. Like as we all know, like it's it's almost like those teams that play winter ball. Um, in college, like winter season, like baseball, compared to those that cannot do um baseball in the winter time. So. I don't want you guys to think I'm sound kind of strange or weird like this. I think I'm making a, a some of a good solid point. So that that's how I feel about it. Nice. And Savannah, Ban- Savannah Bananas, my offer is still out there for you guys. Chaz, a party gorilla, would like to go on tour with you guys and perform a split. So, hmm. I'd like to see that. You guys have my Banana email. Split. So, hit me well, up. I mean, Let's make they it probably, happen. They probably haven't responded to you because you'll probably eat them. Uh, I'm sorry, did Chaz will probably eat them? He'll <laughs> probably end up eating split by the time the, time, the, time the night's over. Banana! Nice. So with that, let's let's end this episode with a high. Joseph, go ahead. JMB Wizard, go ahead. Yep. Okay. So of course you guys know what's coming. I ask this question to every one of our guests that come on our show just to show our appreciation for them and the hard work that they have put in. 
because I cannot stress this enough every single time, but we put our life into this, our heart, our blood, our sweat, our tears, our dedication into this. We miss important events in our life to go and do our jobs. We miss birthdays, school plays, graduations, weddings. We miss all sorts of things because we love what we do. So in the tone of that, Joseph, Dylan, you guys had one message for your family, your friends, the organizations that have put their time and their effort into you and the millions and millions of fans that you have met all throughout your time. If you could say one thing, what would it be? I'll let you go first, Dylan. I mean, really, thank you is the, the first thing that comes to mind. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten to meet some amazing people because of my work in the mascot community. And, um, you know, my, my family and friends are all very supportive of, of what I did during that time. Um, and like you said, we miss huge events in our lives to, to go to work and, and entertain and, um, you know, make sure that people are going to bed at night with a smile on their face. Um, so, you know, thank you for all the support. Greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, it has never gone unnoticed. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my spiel. That got deep real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I always encourage everyone uh, to have fun. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. And, and you don't have to be a mascot to have fun. Uh, you know, take that energy, you know, uh, you know, when you're in the arena and, and you, you're full of energy. I mean, remember it and, uh, you know, channel it and call it back and, and, and use it in whatever you do. Uh, and especially in the workplace, you know, whatever work environment, whatever industry you're in. Have fun, and if you can, if you can make your work fun, I think that's where uh, you know you can, you know, the magic happens, and um, you know, and it makes working with your your coworkers and your colleagues. Uh, there's you create that synergy. Um, if you're working with fans, you know, I mean, having fun is. Uh, I think if you can create, you know, that kind of energy, um, you know, you can change uh, lives. You can uh, you can enjoy life and uh, life's short, so have fun. You know that's uh yeah that's uh, my message to everybody. Charlie, I think there's only one way to wrap this up. I'm gonna say before we do wrap it up, I don't think I've ever explained to you guys what what is a mascot do. Like I may I may use it I may use it as like my stage name, but I also created a meaning for, a meaning to it. The mascot dude or, or, or mascot dudette is your silly side that is deep inside of you. Everyone has it in them. So all they have to do is dig deep and find their own mascot dude or mascot dudette. And just let loose, have fun, enjoy yourself, 
be in the moment. So I think that's the first time I really explained it here on the podcast. So um, with that being said, said, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Charlie, your mic. What do you mean, my mic? Yeah, your mic was going low. We, we couldn't hear you. Oh. Let me fix that real quick. But like I was saying, like, well, I just lost thought. So, rewind. Oh. Um, like, um, with everything that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We get two interviews in one where we also we broke down mascot news and some great stories. Now, our mascot of the week will be on our Instagram page. Um, get ready for JMB Picks of the Week that's going to be exclusively on social media, uh, Instagram Live. For, all, for everyone in, in Florida or in a path of hurricane. Ian, our prayers are with you guys. I know I am in the path that's going to hit me directly if it doesn't change in the next like 24 hours. So, um, make sure you follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Apple Podcasts. Oh. Stitcher Radio, Anchor Radio, OIW Podcast Network. I mean, we're everywhere. Oh. And of course, make sure you check out on the OIW Podcast Network. Yep. I am going to switch it. My graphic. Lots of fur, lots of fuzz, and lots of silly string. <laughs> there you go. Gotcha this time. We saw it that time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, like I was saying, Make sure you guys check out Wrestle Rage podcast. It's myself, um, the Wrestle West Texas, and our uh, good friend Curtis Rich Cannon as we break down Monday Night Wall, AEW Dynamite, and starting this week, NXT. So, and watch it. And so far, I have not seen because I have it on my background. I have not seen a fun Strowman. So, he's off the camera right now, but that's for the other podcast. But thank you guys so much. And until next time, check out all the great episodes from the Inside the Mask series and the Mascot Support Group podcast series. And the wizard Tessa Spellaway. See you next time.